0: Welcome to issue 32 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the Encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and the various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as the so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel, and joining me tonight is Steve. Hey, Daniel. Hello, how are you? Good. And mike how are you Hey guys i'm good and daniel welcome back we missed you thank you thank you sir thank you it's good to be back
1: yes show's not the same without you and moose on it so yeah you're stuck (laughs) with me well (laughs) definitely not the same
2: (laughs) hail hydra there you go
1: (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately moose can't be with us tonight but we're gonna try to tune in to him in his secret lair through one of our spy satellites (laughs) Let's see Nope. Wait a minute. Almost got him. There he is.
0: There is no justice in the laws of nature, no term for fairness in the equations of motion. Universe is neither evil nor good. It simply does not care. The stars don't care, or the sun or the sky. But they don't have to. We care. There is light in the world, and it is us. Eliezer Yudkowsky, Harry Potter, and the Methods of Rationality. So what are we talking about tonight, Steve?
1: Uh, we're going to do a little hashtag Hydra Rising. So we're going to focus in on uh, mm. the Rise of Red Skull box and some general Hydra storylines. And we're going to look at one of the Hydra modular sets that comes with the new box. Excellent. Yeah. We're going to do a side scheme segment here, which we haven't done in a while, where we're going to just talk about a little gameplay. So how... How has everybody been finding the rise of Red Skull box? Have you got a chance to play it? You know, first impressions. What do you think?
0: Oh, I love it. I'm glad i'm I'm hearing good reports about it. i like i I said to you guys before, I had to leave town the day that mine arrived at the game store. So I haven't picked it up yet, but I'm excited to open it up it's
2: It's a good box. I haven't played all the way through it. Steve, I think I played as much as you have the first two,
1: yeah, I played uh, crossbones a couple times, both solo or like standalone and campaign. And then I played some Absorbing Man with uh, Mike on uh, Monday Night Twitch, which was a lot of fun.
2: I really like these villains, and I'm stoked to get, uh, get cracking in the rest of the box.
0: How are you guys finding the difficulty?
1: Well, do you want to talk about our
0: game now?
2: Uh, let's do it. Okay. Uh, uh, we played two games with Absorbing Man. That's Crusher Creel. Spoiler alert, I guess we should say. Maybe. Uh, light sure. spoilers, I guess, for, uh, light spoilers. Okay. for for cards, not for story. Okay. The first time, we got our butts kicked about halfway through. And the second time, we won. I, don't, I wouldn't say it was easy, though.
1: No, it was Razor's Edge, I think, when we won that. Good. That first. So the first game, there's a card in there called Omnimorph Duplication, which really triggers Absorbing Man. And he gets, he gets to do all these cool effects if he has these different traits, if he's absorbed multiple traits. And typically, he would have maybe one trait. He might be wood or metal. And you get hit with one effect. This one says, you know, if he has this trait, do this terrible thing. And it lists all the traits. And that card hit me three times in one game when he had all four traits.
2: <laughs> so. Yeah. We, we didn't see this card all game. And then the side scheme came out. that gave him all four traits.
1: <laughs> and then, like, the next three cards I drew were that was you that know. card. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I got like I got something simple, like something that oh yeah he schemes for two or something like that. <laughs> you flip over yours, another omnimorph duplication.
0: Yeah. <laughs> did you try the new heroes? Yes. yes. Uh, I tried
2: Hawkeye for the first time, and Steve, you played Spider Woman also for the first time, right?
1: Maybe my second time. I, I played her precon once, and then mm. this yeah. Um, so first or second try with her? Yeah, they're fun. They're fun heroes. Cool. We did we did play. A- I, you know, we we had a little learning curve of making sure we're playing them right and uh, and maximizing their potential. It was it was good. It's a good box so far. That's I good. Like to
2: put up a big fight the whole way through. It wasn't the impossible mountain to scale followed by wailing on them for sixty hit points in a turn. If you know what I mean. Yeah. It was more they of a all
1: the, the way way
0: stick, through. Stick. It's over. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah, and I found that to be the case. We I played uh, with my group uh, Crossbones two-player game and after we had played something else and just cr- i can't remember what we first played and we just crushed it I'm like well let's try crossbones now and crossbone gave us a run for our money and you know he just he was doing his thing in that game too so i think i think the box is going to provide a lot of play uh, for a lot of folks so it's, it's got a good scale of difficulty i think
0: you find yeah. the encounter decks are synergizing better with the villains definitely okay
1: good
2: yeah it's fun too
1: yeah I think
2: Absorb Man's probably the most fun I've had against a villain so far.
1: Yeah, that's not oh. to be counted out. I don't I don't have to go up against the hardest challenge all the time and I don't need to go against super easy mode. As long as I'm having fun both times, and I think this box is providing some fun that was definitely we definitely needed. So, with all the new new stuff, all new toys. Yeah.
2: And I got my signature villain in there, uh, Crossfire from the Hothead. Yes. White. Yeah. Yep. And he synergized a little bit with absorbing man too. His stick is a bunch of direct damage. And that started piling up by the end. That was good. Yeah. It was a really good set to
0: include. You mean like your Shadow of the Past set, your nemesis? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Cool.
0: All right. Well I'm I'm look I'll be picking it up tomorrow.
1: So. yeah the the one thing I would say um is the campaign I, I know campaign spoilers here, but the campaign continues to keep that sort of Marvel L C G light sort of Mode to it, it's not your super deep, intense Arkham horror campaign, right? Where you where you're tracking ten different things and you have to keep track. Did you rob? Did you rifle through that guy's suitcase on the train, right? Right, (laughs) right. It's probably a little more akin to Lord of the Rings. You know, did you win? Did you lose? If so, here's some things back and forth. And um, but it's still now. Is it like Lord
0: of the Rings? Is it like Lord of the Rings in that you have to win to continue? Yes okay
1: yep and it has some rules for like if you're playing multiplayer and one of the players dies right you can continue on because you still won right so it does have a little bit of that so you don't it's not like all of you have to survive in order to continue but you okay. do have to win yeah
0: but if i die and you go on do i to have to a new hero
1: nope it has it has uh something akin to weaknesses
0: i see okay yeah all right cool well excited for that so let's hear about some some of these hydroids or whatever we call
1: them. Hydroids. <laughs> uh, as long as you're not calling them hemorrhoids, we're okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what we're going to do is I got a couple interesting hydra plots for those people who want to take a look at you know some easy reading on hydra and learn a little bit more about them. I got two of them. I'm actually going to start with Hail Hydra from 2015. It's only four books. Uh, it's part of the Secret Wars alternate universe where Hydra has taken over a big, huge piece of Battleworld. And... We've, we've talked about
0: Secret Wars a lot, right? I feel like that's come up in yep. a number of our villain origin stories.
1: Yeah, and, and this, this piece or this set of Hail Hydra series um, really takes a look a little bit at Hydra's regime in New York City on Battleworld. And it ties in to a bunch of Captain America pieces of the secret wars. And it does maybe require some understanding of that to fully appreciate, but I didn't, I didn't read any of that other stuff and I still found it interesting and engaging. I was able to kind of piece together what I needed to, because they do some flashbacks and they do some mentions to other stuff. So it kind of fills in the gaps where, where it can. Um, But in this case, it follows Ian Rogers, otherwise known as nomad. Mm. He's, he's technically biologically Leopold Zola from a yet another alternate universe he so he's Zola who is our fourth villain in our Rise of Red Skull box it's like his son but he's from a third alternate universe he goes into the 616 prime he's raised by Steve Rogers and Sharon Carter to be more than his DNA to be a hero he doesn't have to be a villain just because he's Zola's son and then from the six one six universe, he travels through the infinite elevator to get to battle world. Now I don't know anything about this elevator, but I'm guessing you don't go in there and push all the buttons because it <laughs> seems like a bad idea. Because he comes out in this Hydra controlled battle world uh where Hydra just controls and dominates everything, has a super tight grip, it's very orderly, you know, curfews and no independence, no capitalism, no everything is set down by hydra on how you're going to live your life and if you're a deviant of that you're an enemy of the state and they come after you okay uh, and he ends up uh running a af- like running afoul of hydra right away and he meets up with some of the rebel heroes who are you know fighting against hydra's iron grip he meets folks like ant-man and the wasp and ultron but they're very different than the ones that we know from our universe where like the wasp has like a wasp body, you know, like a very literal wasp. And there's like Ultron's like this little happy child almost, but he's a mega robot, you know? So uh, <laughs> there's a, tw- there's a twist on all of it. Like it's real. He really loves Ant-Man, his daddy. And he's like, Oh yeah, sure. Daddy, I'll blow these guys up, that kind of stuff. Uh, and he meets captain America there uh, who had been captain Hydra in this timeline. But then he, he gives that up and he realizes his, that he can't work for Hydra. Cause he's, you know, I don't know. He's a dirty rebel, I guess. Ian Rogers, otherwise known as Leopold Zola, meets the Leopold Zola of this world. And the two of them fight it out. And there's a lot of stuff about kind of self-discovery and who you are, and nurture versus nature, and a bunch of that kind of stuff kind of bedded into the story. But they do a knockdown, down drag-out fight. You know, we get to see Hydra do battle with these these rebel heroes. We get to see some really neat Hydra heroes, which would be cool to have in our game. So they're not villains. These are the Hydra heroes, because in this world, right? Hydra is are the good guys. So you have Iron Strucker, who's like Wolfgang von Strucker, but an Iron Man version of him. Uh, Captain Hydra, who is <laughs> the, yeah, he, he's the real Leopold Zola in this world. You get this cool Hydra version of venom, and he has these viper symbiotes, so he can mutate you into this weird Hydra viper hybrid killing machine. It's really interesting how they they put some spin on, like, the propaganda and how Hydra's the, you know, they're, they're the state. They're the ones that are keeping everybody safe from these bad guys of Captain America and Sharon Carter and all that sort of stuff. And in this world, the secret world piece, Zola is dominated with his mutates. And I know we get the mutates in the Rise of Hydra box. So I think it's kind of a neat look at the cards we might get and what they mean for the universe Um, uh yeah it's an interesting dive opening dive into secret wars uh it's only four four books so it's not hard to read and the art is excellent uh it's available on marvel unlimited so it's a nice quick dive into that whole secret wars if you're interested in hydra
0: now we've we've had a lot of villain origin stories that were a bit um hard to follow this one might take the cake for me on that
1: yeah Um, it's it's definitely not a necessarily an origin of this nomad or this Ian. It, he, I think you can find his origins in in the stories preceding this. Okay, um, but it's a neat look at what the world would look like if Hydra was in charge.
0: Right. And,
1: okay. and that's so where kind I,
0: of a man in the high castle sort of thing. And all
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So I, I checked one one more uh, story out for this, and this has got to be my all time favorite now. Uh, Hydra piece and. I think everybody needs to go read this. It's just one issue. It's also part of the Secret Wars from 2015. And it's called Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra. <laughs> this is your look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is your look into what does it mean to be a Hydra goon? Who who what's the life like for some random hydra schmuck? Right? He Hank Johnson, he's just a regular Hydra guy. It opens with him standing guard. Nick Fury sneaks in the Hydra base, kicks him in the face, knocks him out. Hydra, uh, uh, Nick Fury kills Jerry, his buddy standing next to him, you know, and he gets knocked out. And then you see a little bit later, he's with his wife and his kids, and he's got, you know, the the big stake on his eye, and he's complaining that Nick Fury punched him in the face and Jerry's dead. And, you know, like his wife's juggling the kids and they're debating, do we need a nanny? We can't, we, ha- we can't afford a nanny on my regular Hydra goon salary. Um, so it's really less like tongue in cheek. What happens to the Hydra guy when he takes his mask off and he goes back home for the night?
0: Now, are you making this up or is this for real?
1: For real. This is for real. Okay. If you go and look yeah. at our issue cover that we'll have out, this is the cover from the issue. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 I just saw it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, why? Okay, he's making a mistake right away. I I don't believe you're supposed to put a cooked steak on your face.
2: Yeah, yeah. You Put it on the eye that's bruised, not the other eye.
1: Yeah, it it might actually be an ice pack, an old timey ice pack with like a thing. I am looking at it again. Okay. I thought yeah, it I mean, might have it. been a steak the first time, but even still, he's got it on the wrong eye. Even right. Uh, so that well, they got both both eyes blacked. Uh, I suppose. Yeah. Him and his wife is like, I cannot do this by myself anymore while you're off at work with Hydra all the time. And we need a nanny. He's like, we can't afford a nanny. I don't get paid enough. She's like, well, I heard that there's a new opening in a different division. You gotta apply for like science tech division. And he gets all up and angry. And he's like, I'm not going to go to work for AIM or those aim holes, as he puts it, even for a pay raise, right? Because we know AIM is part of HYDRA, and, and he, he we just- We talked he referred, about that uh, previous episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, they, they had this big debate on money, right? Who's going to pay for this nanny? Who's going to do all this kind of stuff? They end up going to Jerry's funeral. Everybody's there, Viper, Zemo, Strucker, and MODOK even sings Amazing Grace there. So, you know, HYDRA's got a soul to them. So, uh, at least in this version of it. Um, we see it. We end up seeing them at the principal's office at the Wolfgang von Strucker elementary school, because dad who insists they don't need a nanny sends peanut butter and jelly sandwiches into school. But the school is peanut free (laughs) because there are kids there that have peanut allergies and they Hydra cares about the kids, right? So dad gets called into the principal's office and gets scolded for sending in peanuts. Uh, No, (laughs) then they run through a list like no strawberries or blueberries. So, and so is gluten free. Like they have the whole, it's like, You know, everything going on today, but for Hydra. We get to see Hank coach Little League. He's coaching the Hydra Little League team against the Shield Little League team. (laughs) So he shakes hands with the Shield coach, who they're really arch rivals in real life because one's trying to arrest the other and this and that and the other thing. But on the Little League field, right, they're they're just coaches for the kids. They're there for the kids. Um, There's a lot more (laughs) of this kind of shtick in it. I don't want to ruin it. So you got to go read it. But there's some great scenes, like what it's like to work for Hydra. He gets a promotion eventually and what that means for him. Because Viper apparently likes to sexually harass the Hydra agents under her control. So he's got to go to HR. And what does it look like when you go to HR to complain in Hydra? Um, Oh, my. This is
0: is something else.
1: Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra, 2015. Go get it. Read it. It's a ton of fun.
0: Uh, I just
2: saw it. It's on Marvel Unlimited. So it's
1: on my list now. Yep, you're not yeah.
2: making
0: it up, apparently.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not. So it's good time.
0: That that sounds super fantastic.
1: Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. So uh, we kind of read a quote last week. I think like, what kind of person works for Hydra? Well, Hank Johnson does. Hank
0: Johnson, just a normal run of the mill kind of guy. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: I'm, I'm I'm awestruck actually about that story.
1: Now that's a couple good rating things for Hydra, but. Mike has some info for another reading in our pulled from the villain's bookshelf segment. Mike, why don't you give us your reading list some some other stuff for folks to take take a look at.
2: Yeah, sure. And as usual, I like to pull stuff that makes sense of the theme of the show. So, um, you know, being a villain isn't all all uh, fireworks and and gunshots. Sometimes it's uh you got to roll with the punches, and what's one of the things we hate most of all? Going Here's. to slammer going to the slammer, right? And they, <laughs> after they kick you in the face, then you're sent off to the raft or whatever. So the the series I wanted to showcase this time is from one of the many Inhuman series called Black Bolt from 2017. This was written by Saladin Ahmed uh, who did an amazing job with it. So much so that I'm going to go find what else he's written and read those too. So the if you're new to the Inhuman series, it it's gonna take uh, a little bit to catch up, but and so you might want to think you ought to go back and read previous series. But what I found is that you always gotta catch up somewhere because it's such a it, it's a history that weaves together so many other series that you just you just gotta go in there and, and and go for it. Start somewhere and, and read the rest. In this part in history, uh, there is apparently a prison, secret prison hidden somewhere in space, where Black Bolt, who is king of the Inhumans, and his Queen Medusa, have sent his brother, his villainous brother. uh, Through various shenanigans, Black Bolt wakes up in this prison, having somehow taken his brother's place. So the story is, there's a lot in there. It speaks to what is prison. It speaks to who are the people in prison. And it it ties in uh, the, the idea that when people commit crimes, there's this tendency to just lock them up, forget about them. But really, what are they going through? What's what's actually going on in there? It they have opens up the spectrum of the people in this secret prison, and that alone makes it worth reading. Like it touches on a lot of deep issues, and for that reason, it's a little dark, but uh, very well, very much worth the read. Hmm. What's also interesting is that because Blackbolt is the only quote-unquote hero in that series, seeing as he's in a prison, uh, he teams up with a lot of these. One of them being Crusher Creel, who Steve and I talked about earlier.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, in fact, he is perhaps the true hero of the story, as he is instrumental in breaking them out of this prison, which I'm sure is not that big of a spoiler. Uh, no, so, th- nobody yeah. stays in jail long in, the, in Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of villains in there who, depending on how long you've been a fan of the Marvel Universe, you may or may not have heard of. There's a couple new ones. Crusher Creel, it does some awesome stuff. He absorbs Black Bolt's voice for a bit, and he's amazing. Mm-hmm. And the last half, third to half of the series takes place back on Earth. And I'm not going to spoil what they're going up against then. But uh, Titania joins the crew because she, of course, is Absorbing Man's uh, lover. Yeah, nice. So they they're they're uh, really shown more as arch villains than villains, if you know what I mean. They're they're People doing wrong things for the right reasons. That's sort of how they're framed in this.
1: Like a anti-hero kind of thing or Yeah, sort of, right? So
2: Crusher kind of speaks to, you know, his life and how he just, you know, he, he did the things he had to do to survive and, and that sort of thing. But uh, it's, the relationship between him and Titania really makes them feel a little bit more human and they kick a lot of butt. They kick a lot of butt alongside the heroes and they do so with all the brashness that you expect of them. And seeing as this was released in 2017, uh, if, if Mustafa was here, yeah, I'd be interested to know that uh, Titania has actually put on more clothing because you got to roll with the times. It isn't 2004 anymore. She still looks like a female wrestler, but, you know, that's just her character.
1: That's good. Yeah, uh, she's not wearing, wearing the magical bikini of protection or something. No, no. <laughs> now
2: it's, it's like a... I think it's like a... a full-body leotard now. I mean, still skin-tight, but, you know, it yeah, takes know. time.
1: Baby yeah. steps.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a really good series. It's good if you're a fan of the Inhumans. It's good if you just want uh, a comic with a little bit more meat to it than your standard smash-and-grab. Cool.
1: Excellent. So, I think they give some folks some good stuff. I like observing Man's in there. That's tying right into our Rise of Red Skull box. I'll have to give that one a check.
0: Well, thank you, Mike. So... Steve, you had said that there is another Hydra set in the Rise of Red Skull box that we need to talk about. So let's do that now with these three cards. Is there a name to this set? Yeah, this is the Hydra Assault. Hydra Assault. So it looks like there are six total cards, but three of them, like three different ones. Yep. Okay. So why don't I go ahead and tell you about the first one. This is the Hydra Flame Soldier. He's got one scheme, one attack with a force response, four hit points in the Hydra trait, and a uh, special boost. So, his force response when he attacks is after Hydra Flame Soldier makes an undefended attack against you, discard a support you control. Hmm. Okay. And then his boost effect is similar in nature. If this card resolves during an undefended attack, discard a support you control. Now, that is effective. The boost is effective.
1: Yeah. The art on this and the concept, though, is a great theme hit. He's he's burning your buildings down if you let him go.
0: Yeah, no, I like it a lot. Yeah. So obviously, if he's in front of you, and it's only four hit points, you can probably take him out before he attacks, like most people. But I like that if he is in front of you and survives, you have to defend him.
1: Yeah, which means you might not be defending the villain.
0: You might not be defending the villain, or you're exhausted for your treachery card that happens to be your obligation like a number of things right yeah but i but i really love this boost effect because we often will let certain you know minions just go ahead and attack like whatever yeah, I, can cu- take, I can take one i can like
1: yeah, it's yeah. a couple points plus a boost right he's attacking for two and a boost i have 14 hit points so who cares yeah this guy's gonna show up burn it down there's two things i really
2: like about this card one is just the sheer temptation of taking that undefended attack it's only one Do you really need that support? It's only one attack. But the other thing is, there's three of these cards in the deck. If you don't want to discard a support, and you defend this guy and not the villain, the villain could get this as a boost.
1: Yes. And these sets have so many little minions in them, right? Just the Hydra Assault has five minions in it. And you're putting in Hydra Patrols, and you're putting in Legions of Hydra. There's too many things to defend against all at once. So you have to pick your battles. Maybe right. I've got to take the one and let it burn down the mansion, because it's that point in the game. Like it's a it's a fun decision point. Yes. It's kind it's of like
2: community formula in terms of getting swarmed with enemies. So I think oh, there's yeah. a higher chance that you actually do have to eat that attack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now you have to be careful too, because some like uh, some of that stuff is an upgrade, which this doesn't target. Okay. Which okay. which is a you know, you have to pay attention to because like yep. M- mjolnir is an upgrade, not a support. So he can't burn up you know Thor's hammer, sure. but he can take down Asgard. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that game we played across bones I mentioned during the side scheme segment. We had three of these guys on the table at once, <sighs> uh, thanks to Thor doing a uh, for the nine realms there and drawing them up. Right, like he he you know, discard ban. There's another flame soldier. Oh man, now what do we do? How do we get rid? And four four it's just a tiny bit more than three, which does seem to make a difference <laughs> because a lot even. of yeah, because a lot of heroes can base attack for three, right? They might have a you know, well, Thor specifically, these guys hammer out, or Hawkeye with his bow. They're threes. That's not hard to take out a three. That four means you got to have just a little bit more. Uh, the, uh, these guys are great, and I just like the art on them. It just feels I don't know, something about flame throwers. <laughs> I I like so that's the pyro in me, I guess. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I like that card. That's a good
1: one. Yeah, you, you, you got to turn your attention to him so you don't lose those supports. All right, Mike, give us the next one.
2: All right. This is Hydra Jet Trooper. Yeah. <laughs> Zero scheme, two attack, three hit point. Hydra traded with a special boost icon. He has the keyword Quick Strike and a special boost. If you are in hero form, the villain attacks you after this activation. Do not deal any boost cards for that attack. And there's two copies of this in the set. Quick
0: strike, eh? Love the quick strike.
1: Yeah, yeah. Apparently they fly now. Uh, that's my bad Star Wars reference.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, I, it's solid. I mean, it, yeah, the three hit points, but the fact that you can kill them in one shot, I think is, is countered by the fact that the villain gets a free attack.
1: Yeah, either way, right? You're going to get, this guy's going to pop up and do a two attack against you, which you got to deal with right away. And maybe you just dealt with Flame Soldier, so you don't have anyone to defend with, so you're going to take some damage. Or he attacks you and then gets his second attack. The villain gets another attack, which if you're playing against villains who have abilities that activate when they attack you, means they're going to be doing something again, right?
2: Yeah, very good in the Red Skull box. Very useless in the Claw set. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah Claw does not make good use of the Hydrojet Trooper. No.
1: But guys like Ultron, they're gonna you know, if you're playing with this for some reason with Ultron, they're gonna be put he's gonna put out more drones.
0: Green uh, Goblin.
1: Yeah, he's gonna be scheming more, you know, he's gonna be attacking. You probably defend it. Yeah, I I like that his boost and his ability are both kind of a quick strike in certain form. So Yeah. I think his boost is worse. Yeah, because you don't see it coming. Yeah, you don't see it coming. And I think
2: I do know, I still got that. our Absorbing Man battle on the brain. Mm. He always did something
1: mean. Yeah, we don't have a ton of cards that cancel a boost effect. There are some that cancel a boost effect.
0: Yep, some preparation cards.
1: Yeah, they're, but they're not played in like, you know, they're not like an auto-include in everybody's deck, and you might be building your deck slightly different if you're playing against this Hydra, if you're, if you're trying to tech. If you're one of those heroes who likes to cheat and tech against a villain, you might need some of those <laughs> boost cancels. Yeah, yeah. Huh.
0: Now I've seen this last card.
1: Yeah, okay. So our last card is found in the Captain America Nemesis set and the Spider Woman's Nemesis set and in this set, and it's just simply called Hail Hydra. It's a uh, treachery with two boost icons. When revealed, each Hydra minion engaged with a hero makes an attack against that hero. Each player who was not attacked this way searches the encounter deck and discard pile for a Hydra minion puts it into play, engage with them, and shuffles the encounter deck.
2: Oof. This ended my game with crossbones. Solo Spider Woman.
1: I can see that. You got a couple guys out. Boom. Yeah, it's, a, it's another gang up specific to Hydra. Oh, you don't have any minions? Go get one.
2: Yep. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't cleaning it up fast enough and thought I could handle it for one more turn, and that was a mistake.
1: Yeah, it, it's a good card. I can see why they've you know reprinted it a few times. Oh, yeah. I did see somebody somewhere on one of the communities had all three copies of this—the Captain America one, the Spider Woman's one, and this one—side by side, and each one has slightly different wording. Like they're a little inconsistent in their printing. yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, FFG. <laughs> <laughs> they all do the same thing, but they—you know, they, they slightly tweak the words for some reason. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I like the set. It is simple and pure. You know?
1: Yep. Here, Here's here's some Hydra guys who are going to make your day that much nicer.
0: Yep. They're here to help. Just five goons and a way to bring them out. Yep. Five Hank Johnsons. Was that his name?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hank Johnson. Yep. Hank Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the that, that hell Hydra. Art, he could be one of those guys just standing he is. there. Could be.
0: Could be. Yep. He's like in the back row.
1: Yeah, back row all the way to the you know. left. There he is. I think. So, uh, what do you think? What, are you going to give it a rating?
0: I I I think that this is this is a perfect B set. You know, it's not in the A tier cuz it's just nothing like overwhelming and game breaking necessarily. It's just steady. It's a rock solid set. If it had more
2: boost icons, I might
1: put it in the A e rating. Maybe maybe, yeah. But yeah, maybe. B is B is safe. Yeah, sure. If it had like two boost icons and the special, yeah.
0: Yeah. I could see in play me giving this a, a higher grade once i see it at work you know
1: yeah it's true you gotta you gotta play with some of this stuff to see it you know, you don't yeah. want to just armchair it yeah the- so.
0: yeah theoretically it seems really solid i agree well mike where can they find us
2: we are critical encounters if you want to email us perhaps swap some secret recipes for super serums we are <laughs> critical encounters pod at gmail.com we are critical encounters on facebook and on the discord we are known as Vardane, Big Foam Loaf and Wandering Took. If you like our show, tell your friends. but if you don't, tell your enemies. cut off one hand and two more
0: will take its place.
2: Hey I got?